0: I want to share a message with you today that was preached from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit by Elder Ricky Harcrow back in May of 2021. The title of the message is The Sinless, Sufficient, Superior Sacrifice. Of course, he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. As you can tell in listening to the message, the Spirit of the Lord was flowing through us that night and the service was a lively service. I know it won't be the same as being there but i hope that you'll be blessed from the message as we were that night but first we have a song selection that i hope you enjoy after the song please stay tuned for another message of god's sovereign grace from the zion primitive baptist church pulpit
1: God
0: has
1: Studying the Scripture is a wonderful thing, but when we study the Scripture, we had better remember that this is more than just an academic exercise. Studying the Scripture means that we take the Scripture for what it says, and studying the Scripture means that we rightly divide the word of truth. There's not a Scripture in the Bible that will not harmonize with another scripture in the Bible when it is rightly divided and properly applied. So with that in mind, tonight, I want to read to you from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9 and verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. When we read that, we can identify so many, many things in it. But I want you to notice the terminology that uh, the writer uses here. When he says, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. He stood as a suffering savior, as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It wasn't
2: any surprise when his hour came. Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. There was an hour that he could not pass. that God had ordained. And uh, the Lord Jesus
1: Christ, being the suffering Savior that he was, one time in the end of the world. Now, I want you to understand something now, and I don't have time to go into it all, but I want you to understand when he talks about the end of the world here, he's not talking about the end of this physical world. He is talking about the end of that age. He appeared once, one time. Aren't you glad that the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't have to do things twice, but he appeared once. In the end of the world, in the end of that age, in the end of the law of dispensation, he appeared once in the end of the world to do what? To put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And I want to tell you something lest I forget it. As far as God's concerned, men can look at you all they want to and search for sin. But I want to tell you right now, when God cleansed you, they'll never find any. I didn't say you wasn't a sinner. I didn't say that, yeah, you were faultless, but I did say that you were so cleansed that when God Almighty sees you, he sees you just and justified under the imputed righteousness of the Son of God. And I affirm to you today that the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus made was a sinless sacrifice. We believe in the impeccability of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know what that means? Now, you know, uh, our folks is notorious for a lot of things. And there came a doctrine among us one time that said Jesus could have sinned if he wanted to. That he had the nature of man, and because he had the nature of man, he lived a perfect life, lived above uh, the law, and fulfilled it in every regard. And uh, because he was a perfect man, he could have sinned, but he did not sin. I want to tell you today there was no sin in the Son of God.
2: The impeccability of Christ stands at the forefront of this sinless sacrifice. It was a problem. God had to be satisfied, man had to be reconciled. That was a problem, there was a barrier there. Something had to be done. And I'll tell you right now that when the Lord Jesus made
1: his appearance In this world, in Hebrews chapter seven and verse 26, the Bible tells me that he was holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. That's the reason I say, and I believe in the impeccability of Christ. Holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. If there wasn't another verse, To prove that in the Bible, that would be enough. But there are many more. And if you don't believe that, that's all right. I'll give you the right to be wrong. All right. First Peter chapter two and verse 22 said, who did no sin, neither was there guile found in his mouth. No wonder that woman at the well
2: could say never man spake like this man. Don't you like that? Never man spake like this man. He was sinless. Every offering up to that point
1: was insufficient. Oh, it was good for what God uh, gave it for. You know the law was good for what God gave it for. But he could never take away one sin, could it? Could never take away one sin. It had to be done over and over and over again with the right material in the right way at the right time by the right man. But this man, when he'd offered one sacrifice for sin,
2: sat down. This man. I affirm to you today that, and I've said this, may have said it here before, there is no superiority in the Godhead but there is a priority in the Godhead, hear me? If I go back there and I open that door for you, I'm not saying that,
1: I, that you're superior to me, but I'm giving you uh, the
2: uh, priority at the time. God Almighty under the old covenant took priority
1: the creator and sustainer of all things took priority. Read Revelations 4 and 11. The Bible tells me this. Hebrews chapter one and verse one, he said, for God who at sundry times in divers manners, that is at different times and different ways, spake in times past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these, what, last days. <laughs> There's the end of the world again, you see. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, the apostles spoken unto us, by his son, whom he the appointed heir of all things and by whom he made the worlds,
2: who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding
1: all things by the word of his power, when he by himself had purged our sins Sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. I want you to understand: as uh, as wonderful as those angelic beings were, never did God say that to one of them, did He? No, sir. But I to which of the angels did He ever say, "Come, sit here at my right hand"? You won't find it. Search if you will. No, sir. But to His only begotten Son, the Mediator between God and men, to that only begotten son, he said to him, you sit here at my right hand, the place of honor. I tell you today, my friends, that men today in the world of religion will allow God to be everywhere but on his throne. I affirm to you today that God Almighty uh, sits on his throne. He judgments, uh, he He executes his judgments. uh, uh, And when the Lord Jesus died, judgment was executed upon the Son of God. God's hand came down upon his only begotten son there on the cross of Calvary and the wrath of hell came up from beneath and yet both of those came together and as the son of God was there, he lifted up his voice and said in a loud voice, cried out, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? You don't get the answer to it right there, but the Old Testament tells you. A little in my wrath have I hid my face from thee, yet with great mercies have I drawn thee. i tell you today that the wrath of God came down upon that sinless sacrifice. And at that time, I want to tell you, God was satisfied and man was reconciled. Now, have you got to do anything to make that effective? (laughs) <laughs> if, you, if you believe that raise your hand I want to talk to you <laughs> I tell you today that the sinless sacrifice that was made once in the end of the world that sinless sacrifice of the son of God who was holy, harmless and undefiled uh, that sinless sacrifice uh, justified you before a thrice holy God who demanded perfection And I'll tell you today, you stand perfected today. You're not going to have to wait till you get to heaven to be perfect. Now, I know uh, that we're not perfect now. I know in the resurrection we will be. But I'll tell you, in the mind of God, he looks at you now uh, as just and justified. He sees you that way today. Not only was that sacrifice sinless, but I want you to understand it was also sufficient. You know, I, I, it nauseates me sometimes. You hear some of these folks describe what Jesus did. When I hear somebody say they just took Jesus off and they just drug him off to a cruel cross. Oh, my friend, I've got a better story for you than that. Right? Oh, they say he could have he called angels and he uh, could have come down had he wanted to. I take the position tonight that the son of God had power to call angels, but he could not come down from the cross, why? Because he was bound by covenant promise. He could not come down, he was bound by that promise and bless your heart, just as sure as heaven is happy, he was faithful to that promise. And because of his faithfulness when we fail, Yet his faithfulness is that which cannot fail. Hallelujah. That faithfulness that was in Christ. And I'll tell you today <laughs> that he abides faithful. Amen. That's how sufficient it is. Right. Even if we believe not, yeah. yet he abideth faithful. There's a man in my community called me about two weeks ago and said, I want to set time up with you. I want to come talk. I want you to come and talk to me. I said, all right. He's a minister of another order. And uh, uh, they got to where they wouldn't let him preach anymore. And I, I said, what's wrong? He said, I haven't got anywhere to preach. God, I said, I believed in the doctrine of election. And they had a conference and turned him out. I said, well, we got a bunch to take in. He said, I said, well, tell me what you said. He said, I said that the Lord Jesus offered a sinless, sufficient sacrifice for those whom God gave him before the world began. I said, well, what's wrong with that? (laughs) He said, well, he said, that's the truth. But he said, my folks have come to the conclusion that I've lost my mind. I said, no, you found your mind. As he just now found what's right. He said, after 20 years of preaching, said I've just now come to the conclusion uh, that uh, what I've preached has been all turned around. I said, well, that happens to us sometimes. Right. You know, let me just give you a little experience of how that works. I'm, I don't like a chainsaw. Do you? Lord have mercy. That, that's work. That's right. Spelled capital W, capital O, capital R, capital K. And back when I was a little younger than I am now, it didn't bother me too much. But anyway, my chainsaw got to where it wasn't cut and I'd had it sharpened and worn the chain out. And so I broke down, went to, down to the steel place and got me a chain, put it on, went back to work and the thing wouldn't cut. It ran good, uh, it uh, worked good. I, I got to looking at it, everything was working right. And finally, I, after two or three days, I carried it down there and I said, I want you to tell me what's wrong with this thing. They said, you got the chain on backwards. and the best I could do it wouldn't cut well I want to tell you what the brother said he said I've done the best I can do and I can't make what they say cut right well I say it won't cut right." right my friend I'll tell you right now when Jesus Christ died it was sufficient enough to satisfy him It was so sufficient uh, that never another sacrifice was required. So sufficient. By one sacrifice he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Brother, I'll tell you right now, I like that doctrine. I'm satisfied with that. You can't improve on that. The sinless, sufficient sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his cross. The power of that cross. And I'll tell you the power of the gospel is embodied in that. And when the gospel is preached in power, when the gospel is preached with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven, I want to tell you that gospel will testify of a sinless, sufficient Savior. And that Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, embodied in himself the efficacy of the promise of God the power to perform. When our Lord Jesus died, he didn't die just hoping for some good result. No, sir. But I'll let you in on something in his own work. God had instilled in him the efficacy or the power to perform a designed end. And that designed
2: end was uh, that the many sons would be brought to glory.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, that same brother asked me, he said, how do you handle the text that he tasted death for every man? I said, I handle it like I'd handle any other one. I believe it. Amen. I believe it. But let's rightly divide the every man. <laughs> let's rightly divide the every man. Go with me to Genesis seven twenty one. Genesis 7 and 21, uh, we read the account of the flood and listen now at what the Bible says in Genesis 7 and 21. And all flesh died, all right, that moved on the earth, both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth and every man. Now, did every man die? You've got sense enough to know better than that. Every man didn't die. God took eight people, started a whole population over again, didn't he? Every man didn't die. But I want to tell you, every man that's on the outside of the ark died. And I'll tell you something else. When Jesus died, every man that he intended to save, he saved. Those who were embodied in the Son of God, bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, every one of those uh, he uh, saved according to uh, his Father's will, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come seeking to save. He came to seek and to save. And I'll agree with my brother, the same one he saves is the same one he sought. And the same one he seeks is the same one he saves. You see, that's every man. Every man that he intends, rightly dividing the word of truth, the sinless, sufficient savior. The Lord Jesus came and as he came, he looked into the personal ministry of his own and and, uh, uh, they tried to bring a conflict in the teaching uh, that he taught. Those Pharisees and Sadducees, they weren't trying to find out the truth about anything. Their souls were black with sin. I want to tell you this today. They didn't try to find out the truth. You know what? But they sought to bring a conflict in his teaching. If you doubt that, read Matthew 22. They sought to bring a conflict in his teaching. But I'll tell you, Jesus, the Bible said, knowing their thoughts. <laughs> oh, brother, that's dangerous ground. Isn't it? You know, it, it, it makes me feel bad to know that Jesus may know my thoughts. Oh, my God, how, uh, how uh, wicked my struggle is, my friend. how strong the chains that bind me to this flesh are at times. But I'll tell you this, that there are times uh, that uh, uh, I can struggle and there are times that I'm feathered and chained. And then there are other times like right now when I can almost reach up and touch the very face of God. And thank God for those times. Thank God for those times because then I can feel like that sin may be salt, but they can't find it. <laughs> yes, sir. Why? Because I've been justified by the soul-cleansing work of the Son of God and on the last day, you'll be judged justified on that work. Now, because of that
2: sinless sufficient and last of all, that superior Superior sacrifice, but under which of the angels did he say, "You come, sit here"? No, not one of them. They weren't superior to him. What? They weren't superior. He was made not after the carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. First
1: Peter chapter one and verse eighteen says, "Know ye not that you were not redeemed?" with corruptible things such as silver and gold, no, or from the vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world but was made manifest or openly seen, openly revealed, made manifest in these what? Last times, there it is. Last times for you, who by him do believe in God, who raised up Jesus from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in him. Oh, listen, my friends, today, you understand that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold. The best you could do, it wasn't enough. All you could do, it wasn't enough. It took something far greater than what you can imagine. It took something far greater than what uh, you can sustain in your own mind. But I tell you this, uh, that the Bible began to say and the Bible begins to tell us that him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye, not me, but ye by wicked hands, have taken and crucified and slain whom God raised up. My friend, I'll tell you today that when the Lord Jesus was raised up, it was proof positive that he was who he said he was. It was proof positive he could have sighted the blind, caused the deaf to hear, and uh, done all the miracles that he did, but had he not been raised from the dead, he could not have been confirmed as the son of God. But I'll tell you, here was the superiority. Uh, Here was. Uh, uh, Now God was a superior under that old covenant. Now the son of God, as he comes to the cross, he takes the priority. God took the priority back there. Now Christ takes the priority as he's here in the world and dies on the cross. But he said, I'm not gonna leave you comfortless. (laughs) I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And as our brother said today, just a while ago, that that Holy Spirit is a living, vital personality. It's not just some kind of a a foggy dream. He's real. He's called a he. (laughs) A he. He shall
2: guide you. He's a He. He has a living, vital personality. And is superior to the gospel. Now, I love to read the gospel. You know, it never
1: gets old. It's a book that's ever new. But the work of the Holy Spirit is superior to all that the gospel is, yes. superior to it at the direction of of the Holy Spirit, God's people, are broke from a death in sin to a life and standing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Immediately, immediate. That's the reason we believe in immediate regeneration. It is not a progressive work. It is a direct work, you see. It doesn't come with repent, believe, be baptized, successfully outrun the devil, no. When God does his work, it's done. His work shall not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish that whereunto he sends it. I'll tell you, that never made sense to me. Brother Elmer Kitchens was preaching one day and the Lord came down and blessed him to preach so good. Uh, do you know what? Uh, that I left there shouting, happy I felt like oh, I ought to go to uh, go out and go knocking on doors. <laughs> yes, sir. And I've been raised in Old Baptist Church. Yes, sir, but I'm going to tell you, the Lord blessed that man uh, to preach today. And uh, I told Brother Elmer one time, after a long time after that, he said, I said, that's the best I ever heard you preach. He said, a God that can make a mule talk can make Elmer Kitchens preach. (laughs) I'll never forget that as long as I live. Well, I want to tell you right now, I believe in a God today, sinless, sufficient, and superior that made a mule talk one time. Amen, sure. Thank God for such a God. Amen. Yes, sir. Now, the superiority that we are talking about is the superiority of Christ. Yes. He's superior to every sacrifice that was ever made. So superior that God owned him as his own son and received that blood right into heaven. We might differ on this, and I don't know, but I believe this. And, I, and, I, and we'll talk about it sometime when we got more time. But I want to tell you today, I believe that Jesus Christ carried blood right to the very throne room of God. I believe that he carried it right to the very throne room of God and presented that blood before the eyes of a holy God and God saw that blood and it was a justifying blood and I'll tell you through that same blood he sees you today that was superior to the blood of lambs and goats that was superior to the ashes of the heifer, that was superior to all things under the law. And today, you and I have that precious privilege of knowing that some folks come around to it like Brother Ben, you know, and some folks never had it. Somebody says, preacher, why? That's a simple, why couldn't anybody see it? I don't know, but I know uh, that God's to be thanked I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, <laughs> that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them unto babes. Aren't you glad of that today? Amen. I'll tell you now, if God can make a mule talk, you hadn't got a chance. Amen. <laughs> God can make Elmer Kitchens preach, Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Same God that made Elmer Kitchens preach. Bless him. Bless him. I've heard him do it. I'll tell you. When I'm happy, I ain't felt this good in two years, amen? I'll tell you that right, you know, I ain't been anywhere in two years, that's the truth. Uh, I mean, two years, I mean, I ain't been anywhere, this is the only time i preached twice in two years. I told Chris, uh, I said, man, I'm just give out, I don't wanna sing, I don't wanna do nothing, all I'm gonna do is get in the car and go home, and now I'm ready to go another hour or two, all right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, I want to tell you something, man, uh, that when uh, these brethren get excited, i would just soon hear them preach as anybody. Uh, And I'll tell you today, my friend, uh, that we've got something to be excited about. You know why? Because we've got a gospel that'll last throughout all the ages of time. We've got a gospel that testifies of a sinless character called Jesus Christ. That he himself was superior uh, in every regard and we have a word that is indestructible and indispensable. Brother, I tell you, thank you for letting me come to Zion again. It always revives my heart and stirs my soul. I love you. May God bless you. is my prayer for Jesus' sake. Brother Chris.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church Podcast. that's zionpbc one 8 at gmailcom or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.